Planning an assessment for Unit 1-2 VCE. Developing a program um, for Unit 1-2 um, is a matter of um, school decision, so it's up to you as a teacher for the tasks that you design and how you go about assessing it as well. Um, you will need to submit an S or an N score to VAS, um, so, but the individual scores as such are not submitted. Um, so the part of the way that I do that is to use the Unit 3 for um, the given VCAR assessment rubrics and I adjust that down for Unit 2 and then down for Unit 1 so that um, it's scaffolding that learning and that the language is consistent, um, the format is consistent um, and so that students know what to expect and I also use a progressive rubrics starting in unit one um, so smaller hurdle tasks to submit um, so that students are getting the picture that they need to submit and that it needs to be high quality and we use a rubrics as a really great way to um, you know make sure that they understand um, what is going on um, and I, you know, use a checklist because it can get really confusing. Um, and because I get students to continue to resubmit and resubmit and resubmit until they at least receive a C, um, it can get really confusing. So a checklist is really important um, to the way that I uh, assess. I also document everything in Google Drive. I take photos of any feedback that I give to students. Um, and this documents areas that I've suggested for improvement, but it also means that I can go back with the next authentication meeting um, or when I'm assessing the work and I can refer back to the feedback that I've given them. So it helps me to be a little bit more um, efficient in what I'm doing as well. So when assessing for Unit 2, I follow much the same approach as I do for the unit three fours, lay out the folios in piles of high, medium and low um, for what I think, you know, it's just kind of like giving like an indicative grade for the year 12s. Um, so I'm making piles um, and then I go through their folio in detail um, and complete the assessment sheet and the rubric um, which allows me to to figure out the actual order of students again um, demonstrating that I'm ranking them from highest to lowest. This also helps you um, with your unit three four marking as well if you have an idea of where students have improved and progressed um, and it gives you a way of being able to give some really good feed forward feedback as well to students. Um, at times I might moderate with another teacher say for example if I'm um, cross-marking at Unit 3-4, sometimes we'll have a look at each other's Unit 1-2 work. Um, and so, but that is, again, a matter of um, a school decision and a particular teacher. I like to do that because we work really well together, so why not? Um, and, yeah, as I said, I get students... Um, all students are allowed to resubmit over and over and over in my class, um, but for those who receive a, uh, below a C, I require them to resubmit until they have demonstrated competency. So for my class, um, you won't be getting a um, satisfactory until you received a C mark. Um, and so, you know, my theory behind doing this is if 
um, if I do this for every task during unit one, then by the time they're in, into unit two, they really get that, oh, I've just got to look at the rubrics or Mrs. Cordello's going to make me resubmit over and over and over and over. Okay. Um, so it kind of, it nips it in the bud way back then. Um, and on the um, VAS document that your VAS coordinator will give you, that is where you're recording an S or an N, but the actual letter grades and actual scores I'm recording in my teacher planner because I'll need that for reports um, and to give percentages and, and grades on reports. Um, the images for this are included in the PowerPoint for this week. Um, so yeah, I hope this has really helped you to understand how I go about assessing at Unit 1-2 level.